1: Got our take cannons loaded and ready. Ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. Boys are back. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is reception, reception, the show. I,
0: I want to transition going from players now to teams, okay? They're look at the bottom of the draft, these guys need a lot of work, okay? I mean when we're talking about the Tennessees and Atlanta's of the world, look, all those teams at the bottom, they, they could certainly use wide receiver help. But what I find interesting is there are some real I mean, great teams and some really respectable teams, too, that were successful in 2021. But I think they go, excuse me, 2022, but they go into 2023 needing receiver help. I'm going to start with the Super Bowl champions in Kansas City, uh, Baldy Cunningham give me a player or a wide receiver that you think would fit well with Kansas city. They lose juju to new England and they enter the season with just sky, Moore, MVS and Kadarius Tony as their projected starters at wide receiver.
2: Well, my favorite player, in all of football, at every level, is Patrick Mahomes. So, I mean, I, I would take oh, one yeah. of us three and put him. <laughs> in
1: hey, hey, Baldy, I don't, I don't know about <laughs> that, mean I mean, I got the size. I'm like 6'3", 200. Look, I mean, Patrick's uh, going to give you whatever, a ticket
2: down to Dallas. We're going to be on the field tomorrow. He's going to find out route <laughs> oh, you like to run. And he's
1: going to my my me. shoulders, my shoulders shredded. My knee is shredded. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I'd be in a tough spot there. But I, but I, you're right though. He could at least probably win. He would win the game. I don't know how much like production we're putting up, but hey, that's just me.
2: Well, I mean, look, Sky Moore, you know, Sky Moore was a rookie just learning the offense. I mean, that's that offense. Talk to anybody. It's not an easy offense to learn. He still had some production and Cardarius found his way. Now there's no McCall Hardman, you know, anymore. So like both those guys are going to get a chance to step up. Now, do I feel like Kansas City with, I don't know how many picks they have. Like they have a ton of compensatory picks. Um, We saw, you know, we we saw them in the draft, whether it's defensive backs or Pacheco, seventh round picks come in, you know, Watson, Pacheco, seventh rounders come in and contribute in a big way. So you got to believe that anybody they draft, and I don't know, they have 10 picks, like anybody they pick, you feel like they're going to have a chance. Probably not in the first round. They don't need to do that. But, you know, they've got, you know, two fourth round picks. You know, there could be a lot of guys there. You know, in the fourth round.
1: Yeah, I feel like they could go any like different direction with the receiver room because, like you mentioned, they might not be counting on like a young player right away. They, I think they're more confident about Sky Moore and maybe Kadarius Tony. And uh, look, MVS gave them some moments last year too. It great one great playoff game for yes, sure. So, yeah. Then obviously, as long as they have Travis Kelsey, like I think they can continue to revolve the universe, the passing game around Kelsey. So, I think they could go with like an X receiver type and maybe look at like, hey he can learn behind MBS for a little bit or maybe they could go with a slot receiver type uh i like um i mean i, I like a jonathan mingo type for them cuz i think mingo could potentially be a big slot receiver in that juju mold um or they could have him hack some stuff outside with his size and 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 stuff but i'm i'm like obsessed with mingo's transition to a potential power slot role and that would be pretty fun for kansas city
2: okay all right,
0: let me get let me throw another team out there for you. Buffalo, they won thirteen games. They're they're uh, again. I'm going to go into 2023 with Super Bowl aspirations. I know last year was a little bit of a disappointment for them, but again, I look at that wide receiver room, Baldy, outside of Diggs. Oh, man, they, these guys need a separator. Man, I know Khalil Shakir. Uh, could potentially take a step forward and contribute. Gabe Davis, I thought, took a step back last year. But, I mean, between Shakir and Davis, I look at those guys as really solid rotational wide receivers. I think they need a starter. Is there a receiver that in this draft where you say, okay, this guy separates, he could step in day one for Buffalo and contribute?
2: I don't know. Could Rishi Rice from SMU be a guy like that in the second round? I don't think they're going to spend – I don't think they have to spend a first-round pick. I mean, Stephon Diggs was the fifth-round pick, and he's their number one guy. I mean, but could Rishi Rice, could, uh, I don't know, Rakeem Jarrett, I mean, could some of these guys step into a role like that, you know, in the second round? Could Marvin Mims, who, look, you put Caleb Williams with him, he looked like he was pretty elite. You take Caleb yeah. Williams out, he takes a step back. But, you know, I know he can flat-out run, um, you know, and he could flash – You know, could one of these guys, you know, the the one thing that you have to factor in, and I think this leads to some frustration sometimes with Diggs and with all the receivers, is Josh Allen does so much off schedule. And he's quickly off schedule sometimes. Sometimes it could be, you know, in Cincinnati, you know, the playoff game where they were, you know, awful at home. You know, Josh Allen, I mean, they broke down up front over and over again. Every one of their linemen broke down, and Josh was on the move early. And so you have to learn how to play with Josh Allen. I think Diggs knows how to do that at times. He knows how to uncover. He knows scramble drills. I think it frustrates, or I'm not saying it frustrates because I don't know this for a fact, but it looks like Gabe Davis isn't all clued in about that, how to do that. Josh Allen is rolling to his right. He's, you know, he's on the other side of the field. Like, How do you get into the vision? you know, Josh Allen, when his exit is, you know, stage right, and you're on the other side of the field. Like, some of it is learning how to play with Josh because I don't think Mm -hmm. that's really going to change. Like, you can say, well, he's got to stay in the pocket more. Okay, that's not really what he does. You know, so (laughs) I, I feel like any of these guys, like, it's one thing to learn the offense, run the offense, understand the offense, and then it's another thing, okay, what are we doing beyond the X's and O's? And how are you going to get open? Because, like, if you look at some of the elite receivers in the history of this game, whether it's Antonio Brown or Terrell Owens, I mean, so many of their catches came after the play broke down. Right. And their quarterbacks had to adjust. And I feel like that's anybody you take. Um, they have to learn how to, to do that. Yeah, and, and the tight ends included. They got to learn how to play with Josh to be effective.
0: All right, so follow-up question for you there, Baldy. Is there a receiver in this class that showed any of those kind of traits, the freestyle or a little wheeling and dealing, can go off schedule and make some plays?
2: Well, Zay Flowers does that. I mean, Zay Zay does that, you know, Boston College. But, um, you know, I think Josh Downs does that. I mean, I, I think he's a guy that can flat out do that kind of stuff. I mean, if you look at, you know, why did they bring Cole Beasley back in Buffalo? because he knew how to do that stuff from the slot. Like, he knew – like, I, I still hear this in my head. I remember Eli Manning in New York, like, it was just getting, like, bruised and battered in a playoff game against San Francisco. And, you know, he's wired up that game. And he's, he's looking out through the ear hole, you know, just getting – you know, just getting – just busted up. And he's in the huddle just going, look, if you're, not, if you're not open to the first window, then get to the second window. I'll get you the ball. And I feel like Cole Beasley understood that with Josh like okay Um, like he just knew how to keep coming you know or whether to stop because it was his own or you know like he just knew man zone coverage where the opening was when to keep coming and you know to stay with like that's why they brought him back this year you know like Josh trusted him
1: yeah I've actually had the conversation with both Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs separately that they'll joshua said to him like i don't care if the assigned route depth is is eight yards if you're open at seven or you're open at nine or open at ten as long as you're open you can freestyle and i'll i'll let you so those guys have that connection but it has been a struggle with everybody else except beasley i i like the zay flowers thing because i mean that guy was used to making off schedule plays and you know getting open even when the quarterback broke down and just, just didn't have the quarterback play to get him the ball necessarily but obviously with josh allen that would be a That'd be a good fit. I, I like that, even if, if they don't spend a round one pick, which is probably what it would take to get Zay Flowers.
0: All right, let me throw two teams out there. And just very quickly, since we're running a little short on time here, Baldy, okay. Pittsburgh was nine and eight last season. Uh, you know, I think it's particularly a great draft for Pittsburgh because I think they really do need to find a capable slot man to pair with two pretty good outside wide receivers and Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. And you've got Minnesota as well. I mean, Thielen goes to Carolina, and my God, outside of Justin Jefferson, they got nothing. Uh, and when you're talking about, you know, a 34 year old Kirk cousins man they need some receiver help as well uh pittsburgh and minnesota give me two receivers that you think uh could again drop in and 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 contribute right away
2: so there's a new regime in pittsburgh you know doing all this draft work and going to make the selections of course mike t will be in the room so it all goes through him but you know i feel like like they have some you know they've got four picks in the first three rounds two second rounders they got, you know, first pick of the second round. So, you know, ultimately they have two first round picks. So they're not coming out of the first round, you know, either pick 31 or one, I mean, 17 or 32. They're not coming out of there without an offensive lineman. Number one, yeah. like they're building this offensive line. So whether yeah. it's an offensive tackle, you know, which, which my guess is they need a corner really bad. And I would say third would be receiver in order. Like I would say, offense alignment maybe two, because it's a good draft for centers. Like I mm-hmm. can see a tackle center in a in a corner. So mm-hmm. then, okay, receiver. All right, you got Deontay Johnson who can play outside. He's an outside guy, and Pickens can be a flat-out star. So you know the no, you know Juju left. They didn't really have the slot guy. You know, so you're looking at a slot guy, and so you know, I don't know, like. I almost kind of think like maybe they shouldn't go any further than Pittsburgh and look at Jared Wayne. You know, like I I just think he's a productive guy. But um, like, I I feel like there's a bunch of guys, you know, kind of like that Josh Downs that might be there in the second or third round. That might be that kind Mm -hmm. of a player. You know, um, I don't want to just pick a name because there's so many guys to choose from here. But I feel like it's going to be their third choice. In their draft process is going to be the receiver. Because I feel like, you know, they still have. Um, I, was at, I remember I was at practice last year in La Trobe and uh, Cody, Cody White, hmm. who is Sheldon White's son, who's on their staff and played at Michigan State, got hurt that day. And I just remember how high they were on Cody White. And he missed the season, I think, with a bad shoulder. So I know we, we look at Deontay and we look at, you know, Pickens and we go, okay, that's all. But I, I feel like Cody White's coming back and he might be a pretty good player in the scheme with, with Kenny Pickett. And what about Minnesota? Justin Jefferson is so good that literally you just, they have KJ Osborne. Honestly, if you're not targeting Justin Jefferson 15 times, like you're just not trying, you know, he's just (laughs) that good. I (laughs) always say say about Jefferson is that he's got two plans. Every play, he's got a plan to get open. and He's got a plan after the catch. Um, Like I remember the Rams came to play Minnesota two years ago and Odell Beckham was there with the Rams and the, the, the undershirt he was wearing warming up before the game was a shirt with Justin Jefferson on it. Like it's his little brother. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so They've got Jefferson, they've got tight ends, they've got backs, they've got, but they need, I, I do believe like Adam Thielen was a free agent, you know, at a Mankato state and became a pro bowl receiver. Kevin O'Connell, you know, was there with, with the Rams, you know, when Cooper Cup was, I don't know, third or fourth round pick, became the number one receiver in the NFL. Like, I don't think they have to go crazy here, you know, just because it's a position of need with the 23rd pick to use their first round pick on a receiver. I, I just don't think that – I know a lot of mock drafts have them doing it, but I just feel like Justin Jefferson is so dominant. Like, why would you bring a first round receiver in? Like, he's still going to get 12, 15 targets every game. You know, just you can draft a third-round guy, fourth-round guy, and let him learn the offense, feed KJ and, and Jefferson, and you know, and work him in, and, you know, maybe they can, you know, find a way that, okay, once Jefferson is just completely taken away, we mm-hmm. could go to this guy here. Yeah, TJ yeah.
0: Hawkinson might be a tight end that sees like 100 plus targets in that offense because, man, there's not I mean, a so lot of I remember first week there. Out.
2: You know, he came from Detroit, he's traded for Detroit the first week. I know. I think it was maybe Washington, I forget, but I like he was their number one receiver the first week yep. he was there.
1: Especially when you don't, I mean, no disrespect to Kirk Cousins, but like it works in Cincinnati. They have, you know, two basically number one receivers and T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, and they even have a really good slot receiver in Tyler Boyd, but he's like such a high Joe Burrow, is such a high level, like point guard distributor type of guy. It's going to be tough to feed everybody. When you also made a big deal for TJ Hawkinson, you have Justin Jefferson. I love it. Baldy like, yeah, you're, you really trying if you don't feed this guy, 15 targets and they want to mm-hmm. run the football as well. Like it gets a little tough, uh, the target pecking order there. If you've got a first round receiver in the building as well.
0: All right, so yeah. there you go, man. A, a full-on breakdown here by uh, the man of the breakdowns, Baldy's breakdowns. Uh, Brian Baldinger joining the program here today. Hey, um, listen, we got you on here, man, because you're going to be hosting alongside Jason LaConfora, the yeah. Odyssey NFL Draft Show. Do you want to talk about that
2: a little bit? Yeah. Well, we just did a, a run through, but on draft draft night of the first round in Kansas City, uh, Thursday, April twenty seventh, we're going to do a a Draft National draft show in the Odyssey Sports app uh, will be on a screen just like this. Um, and we're going to track every single pick starting from an hour before. We'll probably have, you know, a quarterback guru on talking about the quarterbacks at the very top of the draft. We'll have a good prelude into it if there's any draft trades uh, coming up uh, that we can foresee any type of movement that happens between now and April 21st. But we're carrying every pick live. Uh, We've got 15 different Odyssey podcasts like yourself um, that we're going to go to when these picks are made, uh, whether it's a particular city or we're just talking about a wide receiver taken that we're going to plug into. So we're going to get up-to-the-date information, insight on anybody who's selected. And we're going to go right through the 31st pick, which is Kansas City. And uh, we're going to carry everything live. And we're excited because we've been studying this stuff for a long time. We need outlets to get our information out there. And I think this is going to be highly entertaining. I think it's going to be really well run as well.
0: Yeah. I'm, le- I'm really looking forward to it. Anytime we get more Baldinger, uh, I think that's a good day. Hey, listen, before I let you go, I'm going to throw something super random out there. and And you're the perfect person to ask because you're super honest. You're raw. You're the real deal. I don't want you to lie at all, Baldy. Okay. But there's a running joke on this podcast because Matt and I both worked at NFL Network. And we always say we have this joke of, oh, our former colleague, such and such. I'm, I'm going to ask you straight away and be completely 100% honest. Do you? It's been five nope. years since either of us have nope. been there. Nope. Do you? <laughs> He's already. Right, no. Nope, nope.
2: <laughs> I've had. Look, and it's not a disrespect. No, I know. Yeah. It's not a disrespect. I literally, and I know it can sound like it is, but I know the question. I, I, I live in an absolute bubble when I'm <laughs> in that building. I, you know, I don't live there, so I am just go out there on occasion. Right. But when I'm there, I'm literally, you know, when we're in Culver, like Deion Sanders' room was my film room, um, even before it became Deion's room. That was my film room. And I literally live in there until there's a meeting or until there's a show. And I'm just doing my work. And so I don't even know I still know people that work there, you know? And 100%. It's just, yeah. it, it, I'm, I'm guilty as charged. Hey,
0: dude, it's all good. I love asking that question, especially to you, because I know you're going to give it to us real, man. Uh, but the great Brian Baldinger on the show, man, uh, we appreciate your time. Be sure to check out his coverage on NFL Draft, round one, April 27th, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern. Baldy, we appreciate the time, man.
2: Yep, my, my pleasure, guys. Thanks. That was funny.
0: Um, That's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was former I, colleague. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm so glad that he gave the answer to, that he did too. That was awesome. Just, nope. Um, <laughs> Nope, not even going to let you even ask the question. Nope, don't, don't know who you guys are at all. Alright, uh, that's great. Okay, so Matt, that was Brian Baldinger. Um, last question for you before we get the hell out of here. Um, final thoughts on this upcoming uh, wide receiver class and the draft. Um, the reception perception the show, you're going to be part of, of Odyssey's draft coverage as well. We're going to, again, hear from Brian Baldinger, Jason for all those kind of things. Uh, but final thoughts on, on what you heard from Baldy.
1: I think, you know, especially when we went, when did the team stuff, it it's, I think so much of this draft is going to come down to fit, you know, come down to fit on the team for these receivers. And, you know, it's what makes, it's what makes these pre-draft shows so fun, but also so frustrating is that, um, you know, I can tell you so much more about how I'm going to feel about Jordan Addison or Zay Flowers when I know what team they're going to be lining up for. You know, <laughs> okay. not just from a fantasy perspective, which is so obvious. Like, okay, I can't tell you who's going to be better in fantasy between these two guys until I know who's going to be throwing them a football, what offense they're going to be playing, in, yada, yada, yada. But, like, even more so, it's going to be so much more – and. I don't know that everybody else feels this way, but I feel this way, that it's going to be so much more fun to talk about Zay Flowers and what he's going to do in the NFL when I know where he's going to be playing and how he might fit with the receivers that are already on the roster because receiver has just gotten to a point where typologically these guys are so different, alignment is so unique for each individual team that, man, I I just tell me the other receivers in the room and the quarterback that he's playing with, like Baldy said – So much of that, like the Diggs and Allen example is great. Like those guys have such a unique chemistry, but then it's just like the feel that other guys have for each other. I I, I just can't wait to see where these guys get drafted and then we could really have a big, big conversation about them all. Well,
0: I tell you what, uh, hopefully one of these receivers gets drafted when you jump onto the um, onto that Odyssey show, man. I, I know that's going to be a lot of fun, but again, that's uh, April 27th. They're going to do full first-round coverage, and uh, at some point I would imagine you're going to hear your boy here, uh, Matt Harmon, on their program as well. But it's going to be on the Odyssey app. Be sure to listen to it there and, of course, on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page as well okay so listen uh if this is the first time you've heard from us um well okay great we, we would love if you would like and subscribe to the program and of course go check out matt's own youtube page as well where a lot of these breakdowns uh are being funneled out there on the youtube platform as well okay but our time does run short for matt Harmon. i'm james co we'll see you